Hey y'all! Welcome to another episode of What Do I Know? Where pop culture meets politics. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone that has supported and listened and give me given me feedback. Thank you so much. It really means a lot that like people are actually listening and liking it. Not like listening and liking it and giving me feedback. Thank you so much. Please keep the support going. Um, thank you. Um, the first thing, I guess, one thing that one of my friends suggested is putting a disclaimer before like the episode. So here's a disclaimer. Um, some of my opinions might offend you. Some of my opinions may be regarded as ignorant. Um, and you know, it is what it is. It's my podcast and it's my opinion. So if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it. But it's a disclaimer that you might get offended. There is a lot of cursing. So don't listen to it around children unless your kids are used to curse words. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's my disclaimer. Um, okay. Let's start off hot topics. <clears throat> the first thing I want to say is I want to correct myself from last week's episode. Um Shout out to my girl, Alexa. She shut me straight. I did not realize that the Kansas City Chiefs were in Kansas City, Missouri. Bro, I definitely thought Kansas City was in goddamn Kansas, the state. (laughs) What? I just, I literally cried laughing when she told me that because I did not know that. Why is there a city in Missouri called Kansas City? Why, like, what? As if America already didn't make any sense. Like, that is crazy. Okay, so my bad, y'all. Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, Missouri. Congratulations to y'all. <laughs> um, okay, so the first topic on Hot Topics, which I still need to find a more <sighs> um, clever name. Maybe Topics of Hot. Oh, oh. I got it. I got it. The first uh, topic on drop it like it's hot topics, bitch. There we go. I'm so creative. Anyway, first topic on drop it like it's hot topics is rapper Pop Smoke uh, died unexpectedly. I think like what? When did when did he die? About three days ago. Yeah, I think it was like about three days ago. Um, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, if you don't know who Pop Smoke is, that's okay. I don't think many people over the age of 23 know who he is. I'm not going to lie. I did not know who Pop Smoke was um, when I first heard about his death. Then I did a little bit of like, I guess, research or whatever. And I realized he had this really popular song in, uh, 2019 called welcome to the party and i have heard the song but i didn't know that pop smoke uh i didn't know it was his song anyway don't know a lot about him but he was only 20 years old only 20 he was born in 1999 he was 20 years old and he there was a home invasion in his home in uh in beverly hills in la and you know it went wrong and they base they killed him the the people that broke into his house <sighs> um let me see here there's a lot of speculation about what could have happened um 
you know, one thing that they're definitely saying is they probably got his his address from social media because he had posted this video of him opening some packages from, a, I guess, a company that was sponsoring him or whatever. And he, I guess, unknowingly put his, like, put his address on there. And also there was like a picture of him and his, I think, either brother or friend outside of the house that he was staying in in L.A., and there, the whole address wasn't on the picture. You could see like most of the numbers and the, the, you know, whoever broke into his house, I guess was able to decipher from there where it was. And it just goes back to like what I have always said about just privacy. Like I feel like so many celebrities are so transparent to the point of stupidity. Like you need, especially as a celebrity, but like, I think everyone in general needs to be more guarded about their privacy. Like for, for example, all the sharing your locations on Instagram, like people always put, you know, oh, I'm here, you know, on Snapchat, you can share your live location. Like I've never understood the appeal of that. Like, why do you, why do people need to know where you are at all times? Like, obviously you can share that shit with like, friends and family, people that need to know, but strangers don't need to know where you are all the time. And that definitely goes for celebrities. I don't understand celebrities that are just so transparent and show where they are every second of the day. You know, it's a cruel world out there. You don't know who's watching. You don't know. So, you know, anyway, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. You know, I mean, such a short life, 20 years. What is that? He was a baby. What is 20 years? That's crazy. You know, rest in peace. It's it's such a tragic death, yo. This year has been so sad. Fuck. And Black History Month, too. All these people dying and shit. I'm tired of this. I really hope the rest of the year is more positive. Because I don't want to have to say rest in peace to anybody else this year. Okay, um, moving on. The next thing on Drop It Like It's Hot Topics is Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union... Um, revealed that their son, <clears throat> hold up, sorry, hold on a second, their son, um, I think his name is Zaye, what is his name? Okay, his name was Zion, now wants to be referred to as, hold on, Zaya. So if you don't know, Dwayne Wade has, I think he has four kids, three sons and one daughter. Now the three, the sons actually have a different mom. Gabrielle Union is not their biological mom. Um, she's their stepmom. So let's start there. Um, so he has three sons. Sorry. I knew that was wrong. Okay. Dwayne Wayne has four kids. He has three boys and one girl. The girl is, is Gabrielle's. She's a baby. She's like a year old. That's their kid together. But the other kids are with, I think two of them have the same mom and one of them has a different mom. So, you know, Zion is actually not even Gabrielle Union's like biological child. That's her stepson. But I'll get to that in a second. So basically they revealed like last year they had already like talked about how, you know, the son is like gay and, you know, they took him to a gay parade and, you know, all this stuff. Like they kind of went on this whole like press tour talking about his sexuality and stuff. And 
finally, I think like last week or maybe two weeks ago, they came out and said that he that the son has decided that he he wants to be referred to as a female and he wants to be referred to with female pronouns and he wants to change his name from Zion to Zaya. And basically he's like, I guess, going to be like a transgender girl. Um, when they first came out about it, a lot of people supported it. They were, you know, they got a lot of support from like their fellow celebrities and even like fans. And a lot of people were like happy to hear it. Obviously there was some backlash. One of the biggest people to be against the, their announcement was rapper Little Boozy. Which, if you don't know who Little Boozy is, um, he hasn't been relevant in a long time. But <laughs> he had some hits back in the day, like "Wipe Me Down" and some other stuff. I don't. Know. I didn't really. I don't really keep track of Little Boozy, but he's a rapper from Louisiana. Um, and basically, Boozy was not happy. He got on his Instagram, <laughs> went on this long rant, and um, I was gonna try to put the rant in, but I gotta figure out what like. Whether I got to figure out like whether I can put it on the show without any repercussions. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like if there's any laws or anything against that. But you can look up the rant. It's on Instagram. Just look up Lil Boozy. But I can kind of break down what he said. He basically said, quote, that is a male, a 12 year old at 12. They don't even know what the next meal going to be. They don't have shit figured out yet. He might meet a woman, anything at, at 16 and fall in love with her. But his dick be gone. How he gone like, bruh, you gone too far, dog. Unquote. (laughs) It's so much funnier when you actually watch it. But so basically, Little Boozy said that. In not so many words, it's saying that Dwayne Wade needs to not support uh, his son's transition into a girl because he feels that 12 is too young to make such a huge decision. <clears throat> I'm not sure why he kept bringing the boy's private part into that. That was a little weird. Dwayne Wade didn't say anything about getting rid of his private part. But yeah, that was the only part of the rant that I was kind of like side-eyeing. Because I was kind of, I don't, I didn't understand the purpose of that. So yeah, that's basically what's going on. So this is my opinion. <clears throat> I'm not going to say that I don't agree with Little Boozy. But like I said, I don't agree with the whole, you know, referring to his private part thing. I understand that, yes. You know, there are a lot of people who are born, who they feel are born in the wrong body. And, you know, they, they, they're born a girl and they want to be a boy. They're a boy. They want to be a girl. You know, I totally understand that. I get that that, that is something that happens. And I am glad that it's becoming more accepted in our society. My thing is, I do think that Dwayne Wade's, um, uh, son is a little bit too young to be making that kind of decision. 12 is super young. Like, and I know kids nowadays are a lot more grown than we were. I know at 12, I didn't know anything about transgender. I didn't, I didn't know anything about it, you know? Um, but kid, I mean, I was 12, 12 years, no, 13 years ago. Damn. Anyway, I was 12 a long time ago, you know? So I understand that the world is different now. But I, I mean, I think my only thing is I do think that 12 is just a little bit young to be making such a huge decision. But, you know, if he feels that, you know, that's the decision for him, then okay. Another problem that I had with it is I feel like Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union were revealing this to the public public a little bit prematurely. I think 
think this might have been something they should have just kept like within the family and maybe close friends. This is such a, a, a huge decision. And to, you know, they're both famous public figures. And you are revealing to the world your son's, you know, now changing his sexual orientation. And you're going on press runs talking about it. I just don't think it's any of our business. I don't. <laughs> you know, and I just, I don't know. I, I, I think they might be setting him up for failure a little bit by revealing by revealing that to the public. I do. Because another thing that Boozy said that, you know, obviously he said it kind of rough, but another thing that he said that was kind of accurate is he's 12. In five years, when he's 17, he could change his mind. But you've already told everyone that he wants to be a girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that they shouldn't have revealed it to the world so quickly. You know, um... Because number one, it's none of our business. And number two, at 12, you could definitely change your mind in, in a couple years. You know, I just, I don't know. That's That was my only gripe with it. You know, I, again, I commend them for accepting him as he is. And ex, well, I guess accepting her as she is. I'm not really sure what exactly to, I guess I call her a girl. Yeah. Um, I'm proud of them for accepting his decision. The, the decision. Um... You know, because especially a lot, a lot of black parents really don't do well when they find out that their kids, you know, they a lot of a lot of black parents don't accept decisions like that. So I'm proud of Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for, you know, understanding it, accepting it. And I, I think part of the reason why they might be revealing it and telling the world is because, um, you know, they're probably trying to help other parents and other kids who are feeling this way. So, I, you know, I commend them for accepting him accepting Zion and the decision that he's choosing to make. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. There (laughs) was a viral uh, video that came out like last week um, about, of, uh, uh, apparently, a nine-year-old child who I guess has dwarfism had been being bullied at school. This is in Australia. I actually thought this is in America, but it looks like they're Australian. Um, in the now, let me tell you something. I've been seeing this video on Twitter for the past couple of you know days, and I have not clicked on it not one time. The video is basically this boy, like child, crying on the camera about bullying and how I guess he wants to kill himself <clears throat> and the mom is like filming him crying and saying he wants to kill himself and going this is the effect of bullying Da-da-da-da-da. right so ever since she put the video online you know uh, there's been an outpouring of support and people who are just like feeling so bad for him and all this stuff and the boy actually raised like over two hundred thousand dollars on a GoFundMe like, I don't know if they created the GoFundMe or somebody else created it, but he raised over $200,000 on this GoFundMe. Um, and, you know, just like there's been an outpouring of support. Now, it has come out that there is a possibility that he's actually not a nine-year-old boy and actually a grown man who has, you know, done other schemes like this to try to get money out of people. 
So there's been a lot of speculation about whether he's actually nine or whether he is a grown man trying to con the internet. You know, there's some proof has come out that he is nine. Then there's other videos and things coming out that he's actually grown. I can't tell which is right, but it looks like he might be nine. I don't, it looks like the consensus is he is nine, but either way, I mean, there's just been an outpouring of support. People, you know, celebrities, everybody's been rallying around to give him support and all this stuff. Okay, let me, this is my take. I'm not going to say that I condone bullying because I feel like bullying nowadays is different from when I was a kid. Um, again, the world is different. You know, there's social media now, you know, with online bullying, it's like a whole different monster. Like that shit is crazy. I'm so glad I did not like, I kind of grew up with the internet, but not really. Like, I mean, I actually grew up. It's so interesting. I kind of grew up watching the internet grow up. Like when I was a a kid, kid, there was no social media. You know, the internet was like a baby. Like, you know, things were not like in, in elementary school. I remember we go to the computer lab, but we didn't do shit. (laughs) We just open a word document and type our name. But now it's like, you know, then I, I, I've watched it progress. Like MySpace came out when I was like in middle school. Well, probably before that, but I got one in middle school. And then Facebook, now we have Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all of that. But that wasn't there when we were kids. You know, so the kids nowadays only have a different monster with with the whole social media bullying. Um, But in a way, I feel like bullying is a part of life. It's a part of growing up. Who the fuck didn't get bullied when they were a kid? I definitely got bullied when I was a kid. Not as much as some people, but I, I got my fair share of shit. Okay, I remember when I was in seventh grade, there was this guy in my science class um, and he used to call me Kerjack. And if you're laughing right now, I want you to go to hell. But um, no, he used to call me Kerjack. Do you know who Kerjack is? Kerjack is that gorilla from Tarzan, the one that was Tarzan's adopted dad, but like didn't accept him because he was a human and not a gorilla. Yeah. So essentially the boy was calling me a gorilla, which in hindsight might have had some racial undertones to it but at the time I didn't even think about that I just thought it was fucked up because I you know but hey who didn't get bullied I got called other things growing up but that's the one that stands out the most um so I just really feel like bullying is a part of growing up it's a part of life I know it sucks you know, especially as a parent who the fuck wants to, to, to see their kid sad about a child you know or children attacking their kids. I feel like at the same time, it is a part of life. Life is is hard. Life is full of mean people. There's going to be people in this world who just bother you just to bother you. There's no rhyme or reason. They're just being an asshole. And I just think that it kind of, I think that bullying in a way does prepare your children for the real world. Now, obviously there's limits. I don't condone putting the bullying where they're beating the kids up or putting their hands on kids or anything of that sort. But a little name calling here and there will not kill, will not kill you. It won't. Um, <clears throat> another problem that I had with this, with this viral moment was, um, why the fuck are we raising money for this kid? <laughs> what is money going to do about, about the bullying? He's still gonna be a, 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 a he's still gonna be whatever he is. 
just because he has money doesn't mean the kids are not going to bully him. So I didn't understand why we were raising money for that. And I cannot believe that people were donating money to this. Like, there are people donating, because I think, like, another GoFundMe was for him to go to Disney World. There was people donating money for that little boy to go to Disney World, and their own damn kids have never been to Disney World. Like, what is happening? I just, I again, I never even watched the damn video, because I, I didn't really, I just didn't want, I didn't think it was important for me to watch it. But it's, like, a viral thing that's going on right now. Um, Yeah, I mean, I just want to say... I don't condone bullying, but I don't not condone bullying. Again, I think bullying to an extent is good for a kid. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You have to learn that in the real world. If, you're, if, if your kid doesn't get bullied as a kid, he's damn sure going to get bullied as an adult. Bullying does not stop. It just transforms into something else. So just know that. Um. Anyway, the last thing on Drop It Like It's Hot Topics is the NAACP Image Awards were last night. Woo woo. If you don't know what the NAACP Image Awards are, which I doubt a lot of you do, um, it's an award show to celebrate black excellence. So it just celebrates, you know, different black actors and musicians and um, philanthropists, all of that. Because in case you don't know, a lot of the mainstream award shows do not celebrate us. So we have to create our own. Anyway, so last night, Rihanna accepted the, the I think it was, what is it called? The President's award at the NAACP award NAACP image awards yeah she accepted the president's award at the um ceremony to celebrate her philanthropic endeavors because Rihanna if you don't know raises millions of dollars to help um different impoverished countries all over the world so shout out to Re. Um, but one of the biggest things is her speech wasn't even about her award it was about how we need to come together as just united fronts if we're going to fix this world. We can't fix the world divided. Rihanna, she specifically says, it's not bigger than us together, but it's bigger than me because my part, oh, sorry, let me go back. Rihanna says, quote, it's not bigger than us together, but it's bigger than me because my part is very small part of the work that is being done in this world and the work that is yet to be done. She goes on to say, we can't let the desensitivity seep in that if it's your problem, it's not mine. It's a woman's problem. It's a black people problem. It's a poor people problem. Um, Then skip down. She goes on to say. Unquote. Okay, basically, she just says that we need to come together if we're going to fix any of the world's problems. And I totally agree. We do better together than we do divided. So shout out to Rihanna. Okay, that concludes Drop It Like It's Hot Topics. Um, moving on to politics, my favorite. Okay, um, the Nevada Democratic debate was February 19th, about four days ago. Six of the Democratic candidates squared off. Um, (laughs) it was an interesting debate, y'all. Um, uh, basically, it was Michael Bloomberg's first Um, It was Michael Bloomberg's first debate since he, you know, 
announced his run for office. And it was, I mean, it was kind of like watching a reality TV show to keep it 100. It was, I mean, it was interesting, but it was also kind of sad. You know, again, it goes back to what I said last week. All they do is mudsling and throw dirt on each other and accuse each other of different things. You know, one of the biggest takeaways from the night was Elizabeth Warren. Warren, I mean, she was going hard that night and she was going in on, you know, Michael Bloomberg because he's had, you know, numerous accusations from different women, um, numerous discrimination accusations. Um, Obviously, like I I don't know if I mentioned it last episode. The biggest thing that has come out from when he was mayor of New York is his stop and frisk, frisk policies that he enacted when he was the mayor. You know, just a lot of shit was being thrown. Um, you know, Bloomberg, one of the biggest criticisms that people have had is that he's basically buying the election. Because if you don't know, Michael Bloomberg is a billionaire. Um you know, he's made his money through different endeavors, you know, media and all just different things. So he has money. He has disposable income. Um, in a way, he's kind of like Trump. You know, he has the money to, I don't want to say buy the election, but it's kind of looking like that. You know, he, he has more disposable income than the other candidates. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, it was just a lot of mudslinging. Which, if you guys don't realize, the Democrats being so divided and just like throwing dirt on one another is actually working in Trump's favor. Um, <laughs> you know, because they're not united. And I understand that they're running against each other, but it's like at the same time, there's a common goal and the common goal is to get Trump out of office. And again, I'm speaking neutral. You know, I'm not saying I'm not trying to endorse any one person. I'm just saying that obviously they're Democrats. They, the goal, Trump is a Republican. The, their goal is to get Republicans out of office and come in and take back over the presidential office. But, you know, nobody's even really focusing too much on Trump. I mean, I really haven't seen much of them even mentioning Trump. It's really just them going at each other, you know, and um I mean, it's just working Trump's favor. There was a poll done by NPR, PBS NewsHour. They did a poll and it said that 41% of the countries, they, it was a, a poll to get um, the feeling of like how Trump has been doing in office so far. And 41% of the country said that the country is headed in the right direction under Trump, which is apparently the highest it's been in the in eight years um trump has a 44 percent approval rating among registered voters that's like almost half and um 54 approve of his handling of the economy <sighs> okay <laughs> you know like i said the democrats not being um united is hurting the chances of us of Democrats winning the election. Um, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to go over like what exactly a lot of their policies were, but there's like six of them and there's a lot of policies. So I'm trying not to make this podcast longer than 40 minutes. So I'm just trying to, I'm going to just summarize the like biggest 
you know, the biggest points and tell you where they all stand. So when it comes to criminal justice, one of the biggest like issues right now is the legalization of marijuana. Well, the legalization of recreational marijuana in the United States, it's only illegal in a couple places. Um, most of them agree they want to legalize it federally. You know, Pete Buttigieg, I know I say that wrong, Tulsi Gabbard, Amy Globacher, Bernie Sanders, Tom Steyer, and Elizabeth Warren all agree that they would legalize federally. But when it comes to decriminalizing it and letting the states decide, Biden and Bloomberg agree on that. Um, gun control. Obviously, one of the other biggest issues in our country is gun control. Um, it's been an issue for a long time now. <clears throat> when it comes to whether they support a federal assault weapons ban, most of them agree yes. Um, yeah, so most of them agreed that they agree for that. Um, another huge issue, economic inequality, their support on tax on the assets held by the wealthiest Americans. That's one of the biggest issues that has been brought to the forefront. Should the, should the, the wealthy be taxed more, which you would think is an obvious Answer, hell to the fuck yes. <laughs> Why the fuck would you not tax people who have the money to be taxed more? <sighs> okay, sorry, I'm trying to be neutral. All right. Um, four of them vote yes. Buttigieg, Sanders, Steyer, and Warren all vote yes. No, no fucking surprise. Bloomberg votes no. He's a goddamn billionaire. Um, and Biden both say no, but they would adjust taxes on capital gains. Not exactly sure what that means. And unclear such a response. Gabbard and Klobuchar have no stance on it. Um, education. This is a big one, especially for me and a lot of you. Should the government cancel existence to them debt? And if so, for everyone or based on income? Obviously, Sanders, he's been gunning for this for years. He said he wants to cancel all student debt. Cancel based on income. Bloomberg and Warren vote for that. And alleviate debt burdens in other ways. Biden, Buttigieg, Gibbard, Globacher, and Steyer are in support of that. Um, As great as canceling all of it sounds, I know that it's not going to happen. But if we could get some type of something, because the student loan crisis is insane. Um, but I digress. And then the last one is climate change. Do they support the new green, the green new deal resolution? And they all say that they do, which is good because the climate is whether you understand or not, the climate is, is, is dying. (laughs) And when it does, we going down with it. So, um, that's actually a really important one. Okay, that's about it for politics. Um, like I said, a lot going on. Um, the hold on a second. All right, that's it. Okay, now last but not least is if he rants. Woo woo. Okay. Today on Iffy Rants, I'm going to talk about Uber rider etiquette. This is an issue that I heard hold near and dear to my heart. Because if you didn't know, I am a part-time Uber driver. 
Um, I drive strangers up and down the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area for money. And um, I've been doing it for like two years now. And this is my stance on it. Is This is Uber etiquette. Because some of you don't know how the fuck to act in an Uber. So I'm going to show you. First thing. The number one thing. Okay, a lot of Uber drivers have the negative stigma of talking too much. You know, I've heard people say it all the time. I see it on social media. Are there a lot of Uber drivers that talk a lot? Hell yeah. I have been in many Ubers and I know there are drivers that do not shut the hell up, which sucks because a lot of the time when I get in an Uber, I'm drunk and I don't really want to like, I want to go to sleep when I'm drinking. I'm, I get sleepy, but anyway, there, but there are Uber drivers who don't want to talk. And you, the thing about it is you can tell when someone is not wanting to talk. If you get in the car and your driver just tells you, hello, how are you? You answer and it stops there. Obviously, I don't want to fucking talk. A lot of people that get into Ubers, I don't know if they're uncomfortable with silence, but it's like if you're not talking, there's a problem. I don't want to talk. Number one, I don't know you and I don't want to know you. I don't care about your life. I don't care. Okay. And I don't want you to know about my life because I don't know you. A lot of the times I Uber at night. So I Uber after like a long day of school and all my other jobs and and all the other stuff that I have going on in my life. So I don't want to really talk to you. So as an Uber rider, try to understand that some not all Uber drivers want to talk. And the ones that don't want to talk, shut the hell up and don't talk. Um, Uber driver etiquette number two. When you order an Uber, make sure that you are ready for that Uber. The amount of times I've pulled up to people's houses. I'm, and I always text them in the app. I say, I'm here. I pull up, I text you, I'm here. I wait for at least a minute and you're still not outside. That is rude, okay? Then I call them and I'm like, hey, I'm outside. And they're like, oh, could you give us a couple minutes? We gotta get the keg out and we gotta, like, no, no. If you order an Uber, you better be done drinking. You better be done packing up your to-go bags and you better be done saying goodbyes because I, you're wasting my time. Literally, time is money no matter what you do. But when you're Uber driver, time is definitely money. Okay, and sometimes some we drive far to come and get some of you. Sometimes, I, like I know personally a rule of mine, I don't go more than six minutes away from where I am. If, if the app says they're like 10 minutes away, I usually don't do it because I just don't think it's worth it. A lot of the times I'll drive the 10 minutes and I get and I pick them up and they're going down the road. So I just drove 10 minutes for you to go two minutes away. That is a waste of my time. So, <clears throat> but the few times I do do it, you're not ready. Do you know how big of a waste of time this was? The only time that I don't mind that is when, you know, it's somewhere that I know I'm going to quickly get a ride. But if you are like way out of the way, you literally just wasted my time. So I don't like that. Be be courteous. Um, especially in DC. Like, if you have never, I would hope that everybody that's listening to this has been to DC because we all live really close to DC. Anyway, DC, there's no parking, and there's rarely anywhere for me to wait. Okay, you need to be ready, especially when you're in DC and you're ordering Uber because your Uber driver has nowhere to wait. Anyway, um, the third thing. If you're going to talk to your Uber driver, make sure it's appropriate. Some of the questions that some of these p- people ask me, I wonder if they were raised in a barn. It is none of your goddamn business. You know, my love life. 
where I like, like, I don't know. I get some of these really inappropriate questions sometimes. And I think they feel like because they're paying me to drive them, they can ask me that. No, no, that's none of your business. Um, the fifth and final one is don't be fucking rude. The amount of rude passion. You know what? I'll say I don't get a lot of rude people, but it does happen. And my thing is this. Yes, you're paying me to drive you, but I am not your slave. You're not going to talk to me any old way. I've gotten a couple people that talk to me really rude. And I've actually told people to get out of my car. So don't get it twisted. This Uber driver does not take disrespect. Um, yeah, that's it for Iffy Rants. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.